So today I'm going to quickly talk about God save the king or God save the queen, what it implicitly means when we say it, how it's not talking about a mortal, and how all the ceremonies I'm going to sort of unpack and say are oh, why that is the case, that it is talking about the cultural spirit itself, the crown that we all have a piece of, a constituent piece of, that I'm going to read the recessional, Kipling's recessional, and sort of briefly talk about its meaning in relation to God Save the King, as they, they are actually similar. Before we jump into it, remember, comment on the video, because that really helps us go up in the algorithm, like it, and many thanks for your support. When you're saying God Save the King, you're saying God Save the King spirit, by the, the sovereign receiving it, and the self-knowledge that they are transient, and they'll die and it will continue on, it's implied that it's not about them. So you might think, oh, why am I saying God save this German who wears the crown? It's not always been a German, has it? The Stuarts used to have it. They wear it. They die because they're mortal humans. They're just custodians for now. God save the king isn't said to the new king when the old king dies. It's only said for the first time when they're coronated. Why isn't it said before? Because they're not really king yet. You're not king until you wear the sacred symbol, which represents the real king, which is the spirit that you identify with. And so, in conclusion, when you say that, it's saying, God save this spirit, this culture, this way of life. Send it victorious, hallowed and glorious. Long may it reign over us, because it's a value it came before you so it reigns over you it impels you not compels you with violence but impels you we're acknowledging it by saying god save the king we're saying this thing is also in us and we want it to live on and that's how we draw our distinction from other peoples she the person that wears it is our king or queen the spirit is ours not yours not yours papacy this spirit's ours ours alone we see it because in the end the king spirit itself is only immortal whilst, whilst our, the way of life exists whilst the culture exists and we still exist as a people it's asking for favor for a particular people it's a contradiction in that and having it in the anglican church to say god there we are loyal to a banner other than just christ and god and i mean by saying god save the king it's a breaking of christianity's way in essence, Christ is agape, giving before, right? It's the meme of peace. So to ask God, a Christian God, to save a king, not something Christ can do. It has a territory, it has a people, it has a border. King spirit, or the king, is the warrior aspect that Christ can't be, yet still follows Christ. We need a warrior because there are devils everywhere around us. What the king spirit says when we say God save the king and when we look up to this symbol is that I'll defend you. I'll defend you in the mortal realm. I'll help you defeat the tyrant. I'll be your sword. Here on earth, I'll help you build it. When they come for you, I'll have a shield. I'll have a sword. In the mortal plane, in this kingdom, I'll protect the kingdom. I'll protect you. You should think about it like that too because it's what's happening within you when a tyrant comes at you, it's when you get the impulsion to defeat the tyrant or just the general small tyrannies, that's the king spirit driving you, impels you to joke, impels you to hate it, to undermine it and cultivate the realm, cultivate strength of arms and resources because in a mortal realm, in a non-perfect place, outside the kingdom of heaven, 
Our enemies are vast. Our enemies are everywhere. The warrior king lives on the hinterland, creates the borders, the frontier. So within, people can go out about the business of their spirituality and their religion with their meme of peace, which Christianity is. So this other force, as it emerges out of the culture, is about creating that. And that's why you see in all the symbols of the king that he's a warrior. So I saw someone comment on the one of my posts saying, oh, God save our king and queen. Yes, I think that person gets it. They get what I'm saying. It's a separation. And so it's not some um, nostalgia or a dislike of femininity. It's simply an acknowledgement that these are two different things. It's not the mortal under it. It's a woman. Because there's a certain pattern of behavior that is masculine in what they're supposed to do. And if they're not doing that, then they're not being the monarch. I'm justified in this because it is a king and always has been a king. And you see that in Elizabeth using the saber to chop the cake and the fact that she trooped the color. She wore the Grenadier Guards. It's a warrior spirit, right? The warrior spirit is masculine. And Elizabeth I called herself a king. It's called a kingdom, not a queendom. So yes, I understand that uh, God Save the Queen is the anthem and such. But when I say God Save the King, I think it's a more true statement. It's more true to what's actually being said and what's implied in it. Elizabeth I gave a speech to the troops and said she would fight herself. I may have a feeble, weak female body, but I am a king. I'm your king. I'm the king of England. Because like, she's embodied the spirit of it. It's why they wear the sword. It's why King George V, when you see him, the dress as the Grenadier Guards. They all look like generals. They all wear the symbols of generals. That's not to say, though, it's the state. It's just the, the pattern of behavior is a warrior because it's necessary to defeat the tyrant that always arises, whether that's within or without, in our behaviors too. Patriarchal protection is like, here's the hinterland so the beasts don't kill you from the outside. Here's some resources, but... I'm not going to take your destiny away. Off you go, out of the house. Make your destiny for all of us. That's what a king does. The all-consuming mother of communism is a good representation of what a queen spirit is because, of course, a mother is great in a family because it divvies out resources evenly, right? And makes sure everything get, everyone has everything they need and nothing hurts them. It's from on high, which works in a family, and I love it, and I love women and I love mothers, but over a whole culture, to have that means you steal the destiny from people by them not being able to go out and figure it out themselves. I don't like the royals, the people, that family. I hate, I hate it. I don't want to know about them at all. I don't give a shit about anything they do. I don't want to see it in the press. I don't want to hear their opinions. All I care about is if they are embodying the king spirit and that pattern of behavior and championing that and most of the time they're not, because they don't obviously understand it, and their education's been sort of corrupted. I think Charles is a chinless loser. I think this guy needs to shut up. The person that wears the crown is subservient to the crown. I prefer they were elected in Whitcomb mots, like the Anglo-Saxon of old, for lifetime terms. Because often, those Whitcomb mots would elect the son of the king because they'd be educated in the same way. And they'd, be ha they'd already have the embodied spirit of the king's spirit in them, right? So they usually were the best candidate. Psychologically speaking, it feels right is that if you do a great service to your nation, so you're a general or something, and you're old, you could, the Wiccan mocked when a king dies, could bring you into it and make you king if you were the most appropriate candidate. The God of our fathers, known of old, Lord of our far-flung battle line, 
beneath whose awful hand we hold dominion over palm and pine lord god of hosts be with us yet lest we forget lest we forget the tumult and the shouting dies the captains and the kings depart still stands thine ancient sacrifice a humble and contrite heart lord god of hosts be with us yet lest we forget lest we forget for cold our navies melt away on dune and headland sinks the fire lo all our pomp of yesterday is one with nineveh entire judge of nations spare us yet lest we forget lest we forget if drunk with the sight of power we loose wild tongues that have not thee in all such boastings as the gentiles use or lesser breeds without the law lord god of hosts be with us yet lest we forget lest we forget for heathen heart that puts her trust in reeking tube and iron shard all valiant dust that builds on dust and guarding calls not thee to guard for frantic boast and foolish word thy mercy on thy people lord you stop reinforcing the narrative and the normative order that made all that possible that generated the duty what this recessional is is it's an icon it and kipling even talked about this is that he wrote it to ward off the evil eye and it also takes the ego away by keeping that having that peace there we don't think that we're responsible for it all that's the demon that's always there is that you have everything so great you think ah, it was all me and it's everyone that's alive right now that's responsible that's the illusion he's trying to break is that the reason we're here is because of the ethic that's underlying it all and you can see that meaning in everything here from heathen heart that puts her trust in reeking too benign shard all valiant dust that builds on dust is that we are dust in the end even the king spirit itself is still dust and even it relies on two having something outside of it that's transcended that informed it and guarding calls not thee to guard so if you guard it and you're calling you're not calling on the culture that informed all your values naturally implies that you won't aid its reinforcement or cultivation for the next generation and it will degenerate into ruin we are custodians of the thing that made us great custodians of the culture that drive us to our own personal achievements so if you're a full-on anarchistic libertarian who thinks i just bootstrap myself nothing informed me my value was derived ever no because the value system itself came before you the hard work of a millennia long struggle like when michael malice talked to jordan peterson and what peterson was trying to say is well okay you say you admire me for what i do like wh why would you admire that oh because i just do because of what you do no the qualities you find admirable are informed by the culture that came before you because it drives your values that made you think that Peterson's behavior is admirable. That comes before you even existed. It's necessary to acknowledge that and use this as an icon to do so. To say, to, and we do, we still read this every Remembrance Day. Lest we forget that we are mortal, that the spirit of our culture is mortal, that it is fragile, it has protected us like a mighty warrior, a mighty king spirit acknowledging and thankful for that protection but also the things that made it that came before it as well because it's always necessary to have something above even the culture spirit needs it because the culture spirit becomes arrogant because without that you end up like with bloody third reichism right 
where they just go, no, there is no that. We are God. The culture's God. So it's two things. It does both. Lest we forget. It even says, lest we forget twice. Jump on the website too and subscribe and become a member there and be a part of this wider project. It really needs this bottom-upness, this bottom-up support for this project to actually continue. So much appreciated. Many thanks. Subscribe here. Subscribe to the mailing list. Comment on the video. God save the king.